1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash rocketmoney.com slash
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text pod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text pod to
2: 500-500. Tonight, the Omicron-fueled COVID wave explodes. Record-setting infections lead health officials to urge caution ahead of New Year's Eve celebrations.
3: We need to take action to protect ourselves, our families, and our communities at large.
2: Plus, Pfizer booster shots ready to be authorized for 12 to 15-year-olds, while a new study shows the vaccine's effectiveness at protecting children. Extreme weather coast to coast, Colorado wind whipped wildfires force thousands to evacuate. More threats of severe storms across the south and flooding across Southern California.
4: There's a lot to clean up and we've got these new storms coming in so
5: it's going to be a mess.
2: U.S. warning, President Biden warns Vladimir Putin of a decisive U.S. response if Russia invades Ukraine. Zoo tiger attack, police shoot and kill an endangered tiger after a man reaches into its cage.
6: What's happening? I'm being attacked by a tiger.
2: Truck driver's 110-year sentence reduced. Colorado governor shortened sentence to 10 years following nationwide outrage. Violence Against Women Act, why lawmakers haven't fully reauthorized the landmark law since it expired in 2013. American Ingenuity, how a group of young people came up with the idea of saving the planet by feeding the hungry. And a return trip to Atlanta to visit the airport's Piano Man. This is the
6: CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We begin tonight with COVID cases soaring. It was exactly two years to the day that the world learned of an unknown virus causing flu-like symptoms in China. Now, the Omicron variant of that coronavirus is fueling another global wave of infection. The U.S. reported nearly half a million new cases in a single day. That is the largest daily total of any country during this pandemic. Meanwhile, and importantly hospitalizations nationwide are at their highest level since September. Today, there was big news for parents, with the FDA set to authorize Pfizer booster shots for 12 to 15-year-olds. And COVID cases among airline workers continue to snarl the skies, with more than 1,000 flights canceled today. CBS's Nancy Chen starts us off tonight from New York City. Good evening, Nancy.
7: Major, good evening to you. It was another record-breaking day here in New York with nearly 75,000 new cases reported statewide. Hospitalizations are also rising fast here with more than a thousand hospitals reporting across the country a critical staffing shortage. With final preps underway for the New Year's Eve ball drop in Times Square, COVID cases keep rising to record highs. To fight the surge, incoming New York City Mayor Eric Adams said he'll keep in place a first-in-the-country vaccine mandate for private sector workers.
6: Our focus is vaccine and testing, vaccine and testing, vaccine
0: and testing.
7: City services are feeling the strain. Several subway lines have suspended operations because of staffing shortages. The fire department says 30 percent of its EMS personnel is out sick and 21 percent of NYPD officers are out, too. In Cincinnati, the mayor declared a state of emergency after more than two dozen firefighters came down with COVID, with those remaining forced to work overtime.
6: Nobody can recall a time in recent history within the last almost 50 years, where firefighters have been forced to stay beyond their normal hours.
7: Nationwide, COVID cases are rising so fast, it's estimated more than three Americans are testing positive every second. 15 states, plus D.C. and Puerto Rico, are averaging more daily cases than ever. Florida shattered its state record that was set just yesterday. Where are we right now in Omicron's surge nationally?
4: We are at the very beginning, unfortunately, uh, and likely have at least uh, four to eight weeks before we're going to see it uh, rise and then begin to fall again. And during that time, we are going to see uh, COVID activity in this country like we haven't seen since the beginning of the pandemic.
7: And as pediatric hospitalizations hit a record high for the year, the FDA is reportedly expected to authorize Pfizer boosters for 12- to 15-year-olds early next week and boosters for children 5- to 11 with compromised immunity. Johnson & Johnson released data showing its booster is effective at reducing hospitalizations against the Omicron variant. Still, no matter their vaccination status, travelers are now being urged to avoid cruises and new guidance out today from the CDC. More than 5,000 new COVID cases on cruise ships were reported in the last two weeks. Omicron surge has continued to strand those traveling by air. More than 1,000 flights have been canceled today.
4: We're not going to live forever in a constant crisis, uh, but for the time being, it's going to be a challenge.
7: Another tool in the fight against COVID is soon on its way. The first of the pills authorized for at-home treatment are expected to go out this week, Major.
2: At the very beginning, yet again. Nancy Chen, thank you so much. It has been a wild weather day. Wildfires in Colorado triggered thousands of evacuations in Southern California. Heavy rains brought flooding and mudslides. Much of the southeast remains on alert for possible tornadoes. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has more.
8: We're going to get crashed on, guys. Josh told us right now. Winds whipping across this highway near Boulder, Colorado sparked wildfire concerns and sent residents scrambling to escape. Multiple grass fires and powerful winds with gusts over 100 miles per hour force emergency evacuations in the town of Superior. And in California, heavy rain is providing glimmers of hope for the state's ongoing drought, but wreaking havoc in areas previously decimated by fires or near rivers. At least 50 people were rescued from this Malibu campground when a creek overflowed and raging waters flooded the state park.
0: It was very windy and we
4: got to a point where we got really
8: scared. The storm is also dumping historic amounts of snow in the mountains. Lake Tahoe has seen more snow this month than any other December in the past 50 years, more than 17 feet. Highways in and out of resort areas have been closed for days, but may open to snow lovers hoping to ski into the new year. And here in Southern California, the rain will continue through the evening, ending overnight. Several
2: communities were evacuated because of flooding like this and the risk of mudslides, Major. John Zavigliotti, thank you. So what's next? We turn now to CBS's Lonnie Quinn with the forecast. Lonnie, good evening.
5: Oh, well, good evening to you, Major. Toughest weather anywhere in the country was in Colorado today. The strongest wind gust we had earlier today was 115 miles per hour. Currently, those winds are gusting like around 60 miles per hour or so. They'll back down into the 50s, eventually down to about 40 miles per hour as you go through the overnight hours. Still, that's really hard to fight any kind of fire that's burning out there. And no help from Mother Nature, more wind than rain, where the rain is falling. Anywhere from Georgia into South Carolina, severe thunderstorm threat for that area until 9 p.m. What about New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve, I'm going to focus anywhere from, say, Nashville to Memphis, all the way down into Arkansas. New Year's Eve, that's where you have a risk for severe weather. Now, all the while you get to New Year's Day, we're starting to watch snowfall. Anywhere from Kansas City up to portions of the Great Lakes through Detroit, and it's cold as well. Look at this temperature differential. On Saturday, Des Moines will be a, will have a high temperature of 11 degrees. That's 21 degrees below average. Meanwhile, New Orleans has a high temperature of 81 degrees. That's 21 degrees above average. Where you get those big clashes in temperatures, there's the possibility, once again, by the time we get to Saturday, for more severe weather. So this active year that we've had looks to creep into the new year as well. Major, it's all yours.
2: Lonnie Quinn, thank you so much. President Biden spoke by phone today with Russia's Vladimir Putin amid growing tensions over Ukraine. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is traveling with the president in Wilmington, Delaware. Ed, good evening.
9: Good evening, Major. The president took the call from his home here in Wilmington. It lasted about 50 minutes, and it was requested by Mr. Putin. The White House says that the president told Russia that, or told Putin that the U.S. and NATO will respond decisively if Russia invades Ukraine and that diplomacy can only continue if Russia starts drawing down its military buildup. There are roughly 100,000 Russian troops positioned along the border with Ukraine, a buildup that's remained since the two leaders last spoke just over three weeks ago. U.S. officials call this a crisis. CBS News has learned that today the U.S. Air Force flew another spy plane over eastern Ukraine with radar specifically designed to track ground movements. But Russian officials tonight reiterated they want guarantees that NATO won't expand to the east into Ukraine up to the Russian border, and it wants to ensure the U.S. won't place more military equipment inside Ukraine or other eastern European countries. The Biden administration has said it will not concede to either of those demands. Today's call came ahead of talks between American and Russian diplomats to go through the details of these concerns. That's scheduled to happen January 10th in Geneva. Major.
2: With all the details, Ed O'Keefe, thanks so very much. Tonight, officials at the zoo in Naples, Florida, are considering increased security around its animal enclosures. This after a worker got too close to a tiger and was attacked. The man is recovering. The tiger was put down. And we must warn you, the body cam footage is graphic. Here is CBS's Omar Villafranca.
6: I'm being attacked by a tiger. Please, please, please. This was the desperate call made to 911 from a man being attacked by a tiger.
1: Are you in the cage? No, I'm just outside of it. He's got my hand. Okay.
3: The tiger has your hand? (laughs)
6: <laughs> Body cam video shows the gruesome scene Wednesday oh evening God. As Florida That's deputies rush to the tiger exhibit at the Naples Zoo Please That's where they found 26-year-old River Rosenquist screaming for help His bloodied arm still in the jaws of a Malayan tiger you got a They tried banging on the fence to scare the tiger away
8: <laughs>
6: But ultimately deputies were forced to shoot and kill the eight-year-old tiger. Rosenquist was airlifted to a nearby hospital and is in fair condition. Investigators say Rosenquist put his hand in the cage. He was part of a crew hired by the zoo to clean public areas, not animal enclosures, and wasn't supposed to get near the tiger. Malayan tigers are considered critically endangered, meaning fewer than 200 remain in the wild. Tiger attacks are rare, but have happened in the past. In 2016, a Malayan tiger attacked and killed the lead zookeeper at the Palm Beach Zoo. The Naples Zoo closed today as investigators try to figure out exactly what happened and if Rosenquist will face charges. Omar Villafranca, CBS News.
2: Now to an important topic you will be hearing about when the Senate reconvenes next week. A bipartisan push to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act, lawmakers say inaction and there's been plenty of it, puts lives at risk. Here is CBS's Nicole Killian.
3: Von Vasquez is happiest when she's at home with her five children. And away from the man who abused her physically, emotionally, and financially for more than a decade, including around the time she was pregnant. He just picked me up and threw me through a door. And I landed outside on concrete, knocked out. Was that the final straw? A a few days after, I looked him in the eye and I said, I'm I'm so scared you're going to kill me one day. And he said, I absolutely will. My face was swelling. Keisha Williams was almost left for dead after her abuser shot her in the face at 19. It took her more than 30 years to open up about it.
7: I traveled in a place that only
1: this type of traumatic situation would bring you to.
3: One critical resource for survivors is the Violence Against Women Act. But the law, which covers everything from the domestic violence hotline to legal protections for victims, hasn't been reauthorized since 2013.
7: How frustrated are you? It is very frustrating because I did work in a shelter environment.
3: Iowa Senator Joni Ernst, a survivor herself, has been working to reauthorize VAWA since it expired in 2019, stalled by controversial provisions like stricter gun restrictions, which some of her fellow Republicans
7: oppose. This is not a gun control bill. It is a violence against women bill.
3: But after years of negotiations and intense lobbying from celebrities like Angelina Jolie, Ernst and a bipartisan group of senators aim to introduce a bill early next year after reaching a framework this month to expand access and programs for those like Vaughn. We need to know that people care, that people are going to believe us when we tell our story. To prevent future ones from being told, Nicole Killian, CBS News, Capitol Hill.
2: Tonight, a bit of American ingenuity. We look at how the next generation is tackling two pressing problems, food waste and climate change. Here is CBS's Katherine Herridge.
10: At this Los Angeles warehouse, they're delivering change.
6: There's not a crisis of food insecurity in the United States. There's a crisis of indifference. We're growing enough food to feed every person in this country and honestly every person on the planet.
10: Childhood friends James Kanoff and Aidan Riley launched the FarmLink project during the pandemic.
4: FarmLink is a student-led movement with the goal of connecting farms all around the country that have surplus food to food banks that need it.
10: One of their first farmers, Shea Myers, asked for help on TikTok.
6: I
2: wanted to show you one of the
6: ramifications of COVID-19.
10: With restaurant demand down, thousands of pounds of onions piled up.
6: Why are you dumping? Why are you dumping? Why are you not donating? The supply chain is broken, guys. If we can't get under the city, we still have to throw them away.
10: Instead, the FarmLink team connected Myers to food banks who needed his produce.
6: I looked him up, found his phone number. Hey, you know, I hear you're having some trouble moving onions. Uh, we'd love to help.
10: For those who work the land, it's a heartbreaking dilemma.
8: Farmers are paying $80 a ton in some instances to throw away food.
9: Quality foods like these lemons. The skin is dried and papayas. It got rejected because it has some spots.
10: End up in landfills, creating greenhouse gases. What do you want people to know about the environmental impact?
4: It plays one of the most significant roles in climate change. It ends
6: up rotting and producing methane. If food waste was a country, it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gas emissions.
9: Our job here at the Farming Project is to create a bridge between that mountain of food and that tremendous need.
10: Any more food over there? Demand is constant, with rising grocery prices and double lines at food banks.
1: We still need that fresh food and the health benefits that it gives. Driven by student volunteers
10: during the pandemic and now operating in 48 states, this month, FarmLink hit a milestone. 50 million pounds of produce recovered.
6: It's satisfying to see how proud farmers are to be able to do that.
10: These friends saw a solution where others saw blocks.
8: I've never been a part of something that felt more important.
10: Catherine Herrich, CBS News, Los Angeles.
6: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door.
2: Breaking news, the truck driver sentenced to 110 years in prison for a 2019 crash that left four dead outside Denver had his sentence reduced to 10 years by Colorado's governor. The original sentence drew outrage across the country. More than 5 million people signed an online petition seeking clemency. The U.S. Navy and Coast Guard made a huge drug bust this week in the Arabian Sea, destroying nearly 850 pounds of heroin worth about $4 million. It was aboard a fishing boat with a crew from Iran. The Navy says more than $193 million in drugs has been seized at sea this year. That's more than the total of the last four years combined. Tonight, Tesla is recalling nearly half a million of its electric cars here in the U.S. The recall impacts Model 3s from 2017 through 2020 because of an issue with a view camera. And Model S vehicles dating back to 2014 because of a potential problem with the front hood latch. Tesla says neither problem has been linked to crashes or injuries. We have told the stories of some amazing people in 2021. CBS's well traveled Mark Strassman revisited one of them in a place where they both spend a lot of time. That would be the Atlanta airport.
4: Christmas came five months early for Tony Valentine, the Atlanta airport's piano man. It's changed my life, not the money, but the act itself. Changed my life in a lot of ways. A traveler heard Tony play back in July and felt something. Is this is
5: radiating off of
4: Carlos Whitaker, a motivational speaker, asked his 170,000 Instagram followers to create a virtual tip jar for Valentine. You don't know, but you got a lot of money coming your way, bro. Sixty thousand dollars almost right away. Over time, eighty-five thousand. Strangers showing him love. it made me want to be a better human. Generosity. Yes. Humanity. I'd given up on him. Valentine has to give himself kidney dialysis nine hours a day. On most of them, he's lucky to make a hundred bucks in tips. Whitaker gave him a retirement fund. And I love you. I don't even know you, but I love you. I mean, we talk all the time. He's like my son so. You made a buddy. I made a buddy more than the money. A buddy for life. That's a gift in any season. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta.
2: On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman's on the road with an update of a Michigan dad who cured those pandemic blues by putting the neighborhood kids on the ice. And remember, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett in the nation's capital. Good night.